Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Ah, fuck. Let's do this. Fucking hearts. And welcome to Monday's edition of the Terra Scottish Football Podcast. We're going to do things a bit different today, rather than the usual Premiership Roundup. We're not going to talk about football because, in my my eyes, football didn't happen at the weekend. Or am I back, Gary? No, absolutely not. I'm really buzzing to speak about the first game that we've got here. Even though Dundee... football really didn't happen for one team, <laughs> that's true. Even though Dundee got scudded, we didn't get scudded. So we won on stats, probably. And joining me and Gary is Duncan. Hello. Duncan. You smug shit. <laughs> Look at you. Right, so let's just, just get this out of the way. Livingston, five, hearts, no. In my five, I've put uh, in brackets. In my notes, I've got Livingston, no, hearts, five. <laughs> <laughs> basically, five long balls, silly little game, fuck off. <laughs> Hips to Celtic, no. <laughs> I mean, I think what we should do really is forget about the other 75 minutes of the game and just concentrate on those 15 minutes. 14 and a half minutes, I think, technically, where Hearts managed to ship five goals. And Talk us through them. <laughs> it wasn't just the fact that it was, it was 14 minutes. Fowler looked back, went back and looked at it and wrote a piece uh, for the evening news. It, the goals came in five... The, the ball was in play for five minutes and 14 seconds, I think it was. <laughs> I, was I was meant to be covering the game for the evening news, but I had... Uh, Christmas night and other, other plans so I, I swapped it well not swapped it the filler took it off me a bit of me wishes I was there to witness such capitulation capitulation just it's, it's, to it's, say it's, you were there yeah it's going to be one of those where you look back on and um, years to come like yeah I was there when Livingston scurried hearts 5-0 yeah, yeah. it was uh, I was on the Christmas night out and wasn't really paying attention and then got on the last train home as you do Flick on the, the group chat, and before as I was waiting, and then I was like, 
oh, what's what's going on here then? I was looking to back change. 178 messages. Yeah, quickly over to Flash scores and went, oh my god. Yeah, I, I mean, I I left uh, my Christmas at half seven. They all thought I was going. Uh, I'd left to watch uh, the game, but I was meeting uh, other people and I. Um, I'd, I was having so, uh, such a good time that I didn't even look at my phone and I completely forgot the Hearts game was happening and then I went up to uh, the toilet I was, I was the back it must have been about 20 past 9 25 past 9 I was standing in the toilet looked at my phone and seen it was Livingston 5 Hearts now and I kind of just made this noise looked at the guy next to me in the piss and be like Hearts are going to beat 5 now by Livingston I was just absolutely <laughs> I was just confused and then just started laughing they, I, my phone ran out ran out of battery at, um, in, in the morning looked at Twitter and had 20 plus notifications <laughs> oh this isn't good this isn't good so yeah we may as well may as well look at the game uh, before we get to the goals the first half or not so much uh, the first half just in general t- take out that crazy spell Livingston thoroughly deserved to win that game yeah, look, yeah. Probably, yeah from, the, from the highlights I mean admittedly um, a lot of the highlights were, were goals because there was that many of them <laughs> yeah. but um, yeah it did seem that uh, Hearts just weren't at the races at all um, and Livingston and it's a difficult one when you go to Livingston because of how good they've been this season is that you have to be absolutely prepared and and I don't know if there's a level of complacency involved in the Hearts approach or, or just that idea that just by turning up because Livingston had that away game three days before but um, yeah ma- mental like, I think Hearts really are like a few of the teams in the league they're almost just waiting for the winter break now and there's this weird psychology where it's just a case of let's just try not so to do any more between the, yeah, the no. winter break so it doesn't sound that long well, just wait two weeks guys but yeah. there's about seven games in between yeah that's um, that, that, I think that's a good point um, not just for this game but in, in general for the, the games this weekend a few managers mentioned it. I think McInnes mentioned it Gerrard certainly mentioned Lennon's it Lennon's mentioned uh, it the, yeah. the fact that it's performances don't really matter at this, at this point in the season where the weather's terrible Graham asked, Graham sent me some notes on the, the Motherwell game and he said it was one of the worst like the conditions were the worst he's encountered mm-hmm. as a fan you saw the rain coming down at both uh, McDermott yeah. Park and um, at St Minnan uh, New St Minnan Park whatever it's called they like I said they like Duncan you mentioned that the games are coming thick and fast where it's just about just uh, basically just trying to survive and going back to come back to the the Hearts game one thing that Hearts didn't do is they, they basically the complacency may, may be it but players didn't match Livingston when you go to Livingston you have to match uh, their their tempo their Tenacity. Tenacity. They were willingness, willingness to put themselves in and then attack. The way they get numbers uh, forward, they showed it in the first half where you, you can't use the pitch as an excuse, but they know that you can't be... You can't, if the ball's not perfect uh, perfect in front of you, you you, you release it, you get it into mm-hmm. corners and then, and then start a game. Whereas other players may want to take a touch they may think they have more time they do maybe run out right everyone seems to run in traffic a lot at that yeah uh, and they 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 are good uh, they're so good at um kind of navigating traffic uh, or causing the traffic the traffic themselves <laughs> which makes it they had six or seven guys lining up falling over that themselves was, that was and absolutely any near the that was keystone cop stuff right? so the first half both teams hit the woodwork, but uh, Zlamal kept Hearts in the game with a couple of great saves. The uh, Decamona, that was a big turning point. Him going off and Aaron Hughes coming on. <laughs> Aaron Hughes and Zlamal turned out to be key protagonists in the game. 
Aaron Hughes looked like he was being controlled by someone on an acid trip. <laughs> so you know Certainly. Gary Neville, but once mentioned about David Luiz, he looks like a, uh, it was it was like someone was playing with him on FIFA. Yeah. Well, that was that was the case with Aaron Hughes, but the guy was in some um, gaff in Coke at seven o'clock in the morning. It's, it's funny you mentioned FIFA because that's what a lot of Levy's goals looked like in terms of it was when you have the game on easy mode. And you're much, just a much better team, and you just so it's not you don't even have to to do much. You just need to play the ball quickly, and your player will, put, will push past the, yeah, the defender. Just constantly playing through passes, yeah. and they're going almost through players' legs. That's uh, that was another point that I, I I watched the game on Saturday afternoon on Y Scout, and when you watch a game on Y Scout, it's it, no, it tells you when the goals are coming. So mm-hmm. it's got a wee ball uh, at the the bit on the loading bar where the goals are, and. Every time, absolute riot. <laughs> it's just one giant ball. So, you, so it doesn't. Uh, like, this is the biggest football we've ever created. So it doesn't. Too, uh, like it, it splits into the the two halves, and when it's on this, it's when it's on a small screen before you put it onto the, uh, your laptop screen. It was just like the balls are just uh, kind of overlapping, and then when you're actually watching it, it would get it would, the kind of the bar um, would get to the one of the balls. And Hearts are in possession, good possession. Like, how the fuck have Hearts conceded from here? And that happened three times. That happened, I think, the second, third, and fourth goal. Which uh, is happened. interesting because it's not, it's definitely not the same. But I've, uh, if you watch the Champions League, uh, Champions League goals, goal, yeah, goal yeah. show, you'll notice that a lot. When it, it, tend, it tends to be when it's uh, that your banger team is playing like the the elites is that often they'll cut to get and you're like oh there's been a goal that you know uh, uh, the Bernabeu and it is the small team on attack and then with the transition it, you know there's a goal within you know 40 seconds you know that um, that's, I've no- I noticed that it was happening quite a lot last week last, uh, last Tuesday's games um, so Am I saying Livingston are Real Madrid? Yeah, why not? Well, but Craig Green called on PSG. Yeah, he, he said that Hearts made them look like PSG. No, I am. Um, does that make Hearts Sparta Prague? Or, no. Sorry? Does that make Hearts Sparta Prague? Because I didn't get, hearts, to, go there. Hearts, didn't get hearts. to go there either. But It was yeah. the player's choice, though. And yeah, that's but, the important thing. Um, the so, so Livingston, I you can't take anything away from Livingston. They they made Hearts. Um, they, they, yeah, they were the, they were the better team, better team than Hearts. Hearts then made it easy for them to rather than just win, win very very comfortably. Mm-hmm. So I thought Scott Pitt, Scott Pittman was fantastic as he has been in recent games in the middle of the field. He I think he more than anyone is really good at that transition when you. When Levy surrounds opp- opposition, win the ball, and then they can just yeah, get yeah. their boots on. The um, again, it's Livingston. They defend well; that they're compact. But then they are great at like Hibs were again. We'll come talk against Celtic, but Hibs were a lot last season where they got the ball and then they just it just seems like somebody's just showing charge and they're all just they're all it, bombing forward. It's, um, yeah, it's almost like it, but it can't be because you can't plan for it. But it's almost like. Um, is like a NFL NFL play almost in some mm. of the ways they do it because they're so coordinated in how they attack and maybe maybe it is something they work on. I mean, but it's really, like uh, the majority of their squad has been together for three four seasons now yes. uh, playing together and under uh, Martin Dale. I always want to call him John Inverdale, but that would be very boring. <laughs> 
Martin, so they've all been working under Martindale and Holtz came in and just Holtz basically just seen what they're good at and he's not tried to revolutionise it yeah. not change it I think Kenny Miller wanted to change it more than he has Hardy's came back in and he gives them a massive uh, it's a different dimension because you've had Menga and who's been kind of playing with Robinson or uh, a couple others maybe not got a goal threat whereas Hardy is that striker mm-hmm. But we may as well finish with with hearts and their pitifulness. That's that was one I thing. Mean, let's, can we just go through the goals? Yeah, so yeah, definitely. Was... The f- first one, it's mental. You could see Zlomal. I think so he, far I, away I, from the. I think yeah. it was at one point he was favourite, and then he kind of just started slowing down and kind of doing a Superman pose. Uh, and his like hands, his hands were out before he was anywhere near the ball, and he was just so totally. It goes back to what you said. I think in the very first show of the season. When he said that Slomal looks like he's got a few rickets in him, yeah. yeah. And he's already had a few this yeah. season. And apparently he gets phantom yellow cards as well. Because uh, the referee <laughs> was determined to send him off. That was absolutely. And then I suppose you went down to 10 men quite soon after that. Yeah, but, I don't have I mean, any complaints. Everything was quite soon after the first one, <laughs> let's be honest. But. Don't have any complaints with the first booking, second booking. Uh, maybe it was a foul, but I don't it think wasn't, it was. It wasn't, yeah, it was. It was the way. It Menger's, was the way they all felt. Yeah, Menga's reaction, and they could be, but that was because June fell on him. Second goal was Sean Clare, just uh, losing the ball, and then, then Menga. That was. I, I was I was pissing myself watching it <laughs> because he had, I think six was it six players around him. Beres Beres slid in. Michael Smith slid in. Sean Clare slid in. Hughes, I think, um, tried to, to make an attempt about five times, but didn't get anywhere yeah. near uh, Menga. Um, and then, and then just, yeah, and the third, and then the fourth, third. It was a good finish for Menga, I should say. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, third one was Mitchell giving the ball away. Yeah, and they just just basically third, third, fourth, third and fourth and fifth. They just countered the space behind um, yeah. Aaron Hughes. I mean the fifth. The fifth we have to talk about Aaron Hughes's clearance because what what was that? Like it was. Yeah, you've now got. I think Dick Moore is out until the new year. Yeah. So that leaves Berra Hughes. Hughes. Could be back soon. No, he's he's not back until end of January. All right. Okay. So Berra and Hughes will be or make the boys of the bat. Great. You'll still win the derby, though. eh? That's (laughs) that's the annoying part. God's real hips mentality right there. <laughs> anything anything left, left to say? I don't think so. It was, uh, there was, it was a fact that I thought uh, more fans would have just stayed behind to boo at the end, but it was there must have been about 50 Hearts fans by the end. Yeah. The only other thing to say probably is just that, uh, I mean, Livy have had a fantastic season so far, but they've also been quite lucky in that none of their key players, especially three at the back, have not lost them for any substantial yeah, that's, that's true. time. Um, I mean, uh, uh, there's a thing I was going to mention when we come on to Kelly, but I, I suppose it's the same. Is that because they are as a team greater than some of their parts? They're not. They're not easily identifiable in terms of picking off. You could, so come January, you, you could maybe say Kamark, Jordan Jones, you know, at Livingston. You know, would, how many like could you identify as that is key to their success? And, and the sort of weight you know, Hibs last season had. You know, you could identify them again in McGeoch as though that's those are players that make the team tick, and you can see their attributes are mm. worth paying for. The Livingston is a bit Livingston Kelly. Maybe I've, maybe I'm speaking out of turn when it comes to Kelly, but Livingston seem like they've not got players with attributes that you can say, "Why well, I can we can buy this player and I will get exactly the same performance in another shirt because it's about the system and and the personnel all have bought into that rather than. I think there's there, there's there's players there who. Um, who have an influence 
a bigger influence than others. So, yeah. for example, if you took like you look at Halkett, I think he's he's massive to kind of leading the leading the defensive line, yeah. just the centre there. But I mean, and they're lucky that they've signed players that other clubs won't touch for very good reasons. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Like, not, not smart recruitment. Good, smart recruitment. Be like, oh, no one will buy the buy this guy. Right. Uh, t- look, talking of smart recruitment, Celtic. <laughs> <laughs> they got beat two 0 by Hibs. That was. Um, a, a wonderful way for the weekend to end. Yeah, it's amazing what happens when Neil Lennon returns to uh, press duties, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's the, what a sheer coincidence. No, no one. Even after Celtic's defeat against Salzburg uh, and Hibs getting back to winning ways at Hamilton, no one could have seen that coming. No, I am. Um, you could have maybe seen the results, but not the score and not the level of dom, not the performance. Okay. Like, yeah, yeah. I think Hibs have. Been okay against Celtic, Celtic and Rangers over the last couple, well, in for the last ten years. Certainly compared to when I was growing up, and you'd written them like if you got two points out of the twelve or whatever, then you'd be mm-hmm. you'd be happy. Um, or sixteen when it was two points or whatever. But um, but yeah, that, that I no wasn't really expecting Celtic to turn up. I think if we're going to start with Celtic, I mean it just goes again once again shows what a shambles they have. Done recruitment wise, mm-hmm. so um, where where they currently are. I mean, yeah, just what did someone say at the start yesterday that, that seven of the starters yesterday on what was not their strongest team were still left over from pre Dyler pro pre Dyler. So that, that that goes to show that Rogers hasn't really changed a lot, and that's you know we see that as a plus when it goes well, I suppose. But I think we're well within rights to aim that as a criticism now that. The fact is that he's not recruited well and not not really added anyone or added anything different. I think that's the, that would be the concern. So two of the subs that they brought in to try and change the game were bringing on Mikey Johnson and Lewis Morgan. Mikey Johnson is arguably their best, arguably their best player. Yeah, but it's not the sort of level of you know it's yeah. a very paper thin squad, um, and I think that it's for the last maybe season, season and a half, a lot of us have been saying that Scott Brown is going to fall off a cliff at some point. And I'm still a wee bit nervous about saying mm-hmm. now is the time that he has fallen off a cliff. Um, but the tackle uh, that he received a yellow for is the sort of tackle that you see players who are beginning to maybe just lose a will. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you, we are always hesitant to to write off Scott Brown because he's a he'll yeah, just shave yeah, his head yeah. and then put in a battle in performance. Yeah, he's, he has got a real get it right up your tendency um, yeah. towards critics, but. Yes, that that was a bad performance. He was he was back to where he was pre Rogers return, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. Um, yeah, it, it, yeah, it kind of looked like his. It looked like one of his lumbering European performances, which is not a good look for for for. No, the, I think the, yeah, like you, I'm kind of reticent to, to to write him off because I think we did so towards the end of uh, Dyler's reign, mm-hmm. but. The, the the worrying aspect is that even before he's injured this season is that all season he's not had a strong influence on this uh, this the Celtic team and yeah, it's a lot been, of people it's been McGregor and it's been yeah. it's been Christie that have been the driving force a lot of pundits have said or Forrest I've, 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 like I said no he's, he's still he's still too big a player to um, to take out that Celtic team and I can understand why they say that just because I think mentality when you see opposition managers and fans as well when when he's not on the team sheet against Hearts I'm thinking yeah Hearts got a much better chance just because he's ex-Hibs player he's, uh, but he doesn't like Hearts so he's I think his motivation for other players like 
you need to get up for this game. This will be yeah, I mean, massive. But I, even even perhaps that's 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 on the wane as well. I think it is. I think. Well, I mean, I, don't, I only heard about it and see the incident itself. But you know, the fact that even the ball boy was noising up would suggest that that is the like you wouldn't have done that to you wouldn't do that to Brownings Pomp, you wouldn't have done that to you know, like, apparently like, the ball boy just held the ball um and like was Brown it? was just sh- shouting for him to, uh, to to chuck him the ball and he just held the ball out with his hand and then uh, Brown came across and he just dropped it. <laughs> <laughs> but you know no one would you wouldn't dream of doing that to you know Brown of a couple of years maybe you would have, I don't know like but the the kind of intimidation and he remove Brown from that team and there's not a lot of nastiness in that Celtic squad I mean that no, like yeah, yeah, yeah no no there's snideness <laughs> yeah. like, there's a lot of yeah. snideness in that squad there's not a lot of like hardness and you're like and I'm not saying that's like that's not necessarily a prerequisite but you know if this season continues the way it's going and you know, Celtic are distracting they don't reinforce that you need to have those players that are like if they do get into a dog fight I'd, in a certain way I'd be more inclined to back Rangers despite the fact that they've got a really bad backbone as well yeah. I don't know maybe maybe that maybe I'm, I'm like but you know if I look at that team like Rodgick you know McGregor has been on the way in a little bit in I the past you like Forrest like there's no one there that I'm that I Sinclair like you know there's a lot of players that there that could be bullied out of games mm-hmm. as in the Hibs as Hibs did to some of them yesterday I think something that's only beginning to be looked at quite closely now as well is the fact spent £9 million on Edward and if you gave your average Celtic fan £9 million quid and said you know what would you do now and the fact that they didn't sign a quality centre back has come back to well Andy them. Muirhead would spend on Laura Shankland <laughs> <laughs> Andy Muirhead would get a lot of change out of that <laughs> either that or Somerset Park would get all sorts of uh, upgrades. I, uh, I, I, I do. I know exactly where you're coming from, Duncan, regarding the kind of physicality uh, mm-hmm. point. Is it like Edward as well? That's point. Mm-hmm. There's perhaps players that um, are maybe not as reliable as you as you hope. Whereas Brown was always mm-hmm. has always been reliable under. Uh, Even under though, like missing missing Tierney, like that, yeah. that's that, like you know that, that, some that, players that give uh, the team personality. Yeah. Like, so the the more. For me, if I was a Celtic fan, the more worrying aspect would have been uh, people think I might have an agenda against Brendan Rodgers, and they're absolutely spot on. But he um, made so again made some really strange comments in the aftermath, saying that they couldn't play kind of normal system. Uh, they could have because they they, they could have played either either right back, or if they wanted to play with the back three with wing backs, which they've played before. Play Forrest. He's yeah. played there before. He's he's, he's he's excelled there. He's don't play Sinclair, who's usually a kind of inverted uh, winger from the left as a right wing back. He was because he was absolutely atrocious. Um, Gary Neville was talking about uh, Man United's performance at Liverpool, and he called he like um, referred to their organisations as as spaghetti bolognese. <laughs> and yeah, I'll I'll put that into I'll say that about Celtic because. It was far too easy for Hibs to uh, to beat uh, to beat Celtic's press one two passes and then they were um, they were free to to, to gallop into spaces wide and again that comes back to organisation. Yeah, oh, and especially the last ten minutes of the game, I was astounded by the amount of interception Hibs were making on Celtic passes. Like Hibs weren't able to do anything with them, but it was it was alarming how telepath things are at a point where Celtic are trying to get into the game. You know, like you'll try and get pulls on the back, but yeah, it was a. Uh, Nothing Celtic Hibs That was um, I'll let you talk now But I just want to bring up My favourite uh, moment Perhaps from the weekend Was uh, 
prior to the first goal, Whitaker's flick. Yeah. Uh, there was great play because the three Celtic players uh, had uh, kind of pinned back, but it was great play between Whitaker. I can't rem- I can't think of uh, off the top of my head who it was that he played. Uh, I think there was three of them mm-hmm. and he played a couple of one twos, and then it was slightly behind Whitaker, and he, and he, he flipped, flipped it around. Yeah. And it, if that, he'd done that, that at any other point this season, that would either either fallen over or whatever. <laughs> he like, um, he had two bad passes, which one led to a, a dangerous Celtic counter attack, but he, that was probably his best performance of the season. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Agree. That was a winner. Hibs thought they were signing, but yeah. there was there was um, there was great performance throughout as the a, team. Yeah, as a team and individuals. Yeah. And I think Canberry um, finally caught light a little bit as well. Yeah, I yeah. Think, I think I th- that I was think his first goal since he last scored against Celtic. Yeah, I, but I think that I mean he's been on and off with injury and stuff. I think the mm-hmm. criticism of him has been overstated, and I I suspect that. Um, they know he's a strong personality and that's why they kind of went for him in terms of criticising to dig him out because they knew he could take it um, because certainly on that St Mary performance there was an awful lot of other players who, who, who deserved to be dug out publicly more so than Flo um, which was yeah so, so I, th- I think maybe, maybe I'll, I'll now that it's all worked out we can put, put down the good psychology but um, yeah it's a it's a performance that's been overdue but at the same time you're like where did that come from as well because there'd been no everyone had been underperforming and so for but them they, to they all go from performances like that earlier in the season mm-hmm. yeah to agree to degree but I mean that was like Hamilton yeah, putting six sure. past Hamilton's not that much of it and it's, yeah, like, it's like he's played, five past half yes, you know, played really well at Celtic Park in the 4-4-2 defeat as well albeit it was a defeat yeah but then no one talks about good performances if you get defeated. But I mean, no, in comparison to what we, you know, the, the recent run of games with St John's at home, St Mirren at home, uh, even Hamilton away last week wasn't entirely convincing. I, the, the, the thing that stood out for me, um, aside from Whitaker's <laughs> flick and uh, Ambrose and uh, Poetry, so we'll get back, who we'll come back to, is that counter attacking threat and the way Hibs moved from. A to B quickly, which she but she did and it together, yeah. and together, and together, yeah. That's that's, that's, that's the, the amount of bodies that were getting forward, and that's you saw that was, that that kind of caused Celtic to uh, cause disruption within Celtic's kind of organisation. They did not enjoy being pressed. I mean, it's the, the I suppose it's the same as uh, the way that Livingston yeah, yeah. kind of play a little. Yeah, that, that that's the blueprint to take on Celtic at the moment. Admittedly, you're going up against Celtic that are making a, have made a number of changes. But the blueprint is there to how to beat them, um, but it's a difficult thing to execute, and you you do have to have even the players like you know what are the chances that Sean Mackey with you know, three minutes previous experience you know, gets thrown in and come and, and does and plays an absolute blinder. I mean that mm. would, like is like having the confidence to to be making those passes, to making those crosses, to uh, you know say he's a, he's a bit of a utility player, so uh, but be able to slot in. Uh, was was fantastic. Uh, I mean, it was one of those. It was one of those days where just everything clicked. For do you do you know much about Mackey in terms of? No, no. Someone mentioned it was one that highly. He is one of the ones that's highly rated to him but, alongside Mark. But not like kind of. I think the club has got fixed on Portis and and Murray yeah. being the, the 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 two guys that are definitely going to make it. And then there's this with um, him and Lewis Allen, mm-hmm. uh, kind of, and Jamie Gullen seem to be the. The next tier, uh, in terms of like not maybe not expectation they'll go and have the same careers as as the other two. One but, thing, uh, well, the good thing about can you know, the joins Lewis Allen and uh, Mackey and uh, Porsche so they look, they look physically ready. Yeah, to do it. Uh, but I meant they mentioned on the sports sound that he was a left back. Yeah, he has played. As I said, he's a utility player. Yeah, okay. so he's, play, he's played all over. They, but, 
we'll finish on the defence, but um, Horgan came on for a lot of praise. Uh, he didn't. He might, might not have stood out kind of flashy as as Mackie with his, mm-hmm. his, his his passing. But when you talk about the pressing, it was it was Horgan that kind of led a lot of that. Yeah, and that's uh, and Scott Brown did not like him. Yeah, it is, and he, he from the bits I saw of the game and see the whole game uh, is that. Um, Horgan is kind of given a bit more of a free role. Like he was, a lot of time he was coming into the middle and stuff like that as well. Yeah, I mean that was the, 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 the it was it seemed that Lennon replicated the diamond yeah. that Salzburg played against that Salzburg played against Celtic on Thursday. So uh, and and also like he's playing with Slivka or for or started with Slivka and stuff like that. You know, the, there is a fair amount of rotation that's involved in that. I mean, I suppose I, I don't know if that would you repeat the same performance had Boyle been available. You know, that's you know these are he might have played. Can buy up front with Boyle. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure in, in Shaw, but then Shaw does, Shaw, Shaw does a tremendous amount of running. Despite the fact that I don't, I still um, remain to be convinced. Despite the fact that he has scored ev- every so often, and I think also an- another element is his Marciano and back goals. I just think he offers a le- I think he is more confident within his own goalkeeping abilities than Bogdan is. Whether that makes him a better goalkeeper than Bogdan, I don't know. But it's, uh, it appears that his confidence, uh, you. Know, Emanates yeah. out to the, to the rest of the fence. The, I'll let uh, I'll let you speak about Poitras before we move on. Uh, but I just wanted to mention that Ambrose. I thought he was he was superb every game. I think he, I if I've watched most of uh, most of Hibbs games as in the full ninety, mm-hmm. and he's he's the one player who's probably been, which is weird to say because it's Ambrose, but the most consistent. He is. I mean, I think he. Uh, I think you could say that for the last two seasons, actually, mm-hmm. or and actually even part of the. The season, the championship. I think he uh, gets a a bit of a raw deal, and people like you know the, the what am I like sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Like, but actually, he he is tremendously consistent in what he does, and also he has he's a confident defender. Like he his ability to to want to take on players, uh, especially in in some games, it just just takes the pressure off defence. You know, the ability for someone to run with the ball comfortably 20, 25 yards and then find the pass more often than not sometimes sometimes does he does lose it but that that he shows um leadership in a different way to you know like defensive leadership in a different way to sort of Porteous or whatever you know that Porteous is all about putting the boy six foot in the air and getting the fans excited uh Ambrose is is, is actually a bit smarter he sometimes gets turned sometimes gets turned but often more often not doesn't his position is very good and he's much, he's so much better at just anticipating where players are going to be and just nipping the ball off them I've seen him do that so many times in the last three and seasons and Porteous uh, he strikes me as the type of kid to like jumping in puddles and <laughs> when um, when the grass was wet it just sliding about yeah, I, I, think- I reckon his mum fucking hated him when he came in <laughs> when it was uh, when it was like wet and dirty out and he was just yeah. covered head to uh, go I, mud I think so did you see his interview where he, he talked about he, that he wasn't uh, he wasn't going to be Kevin his mum was taking the champagne off him I think absolutely not uh, not terrified of strikers but terrified of his mum I think that's uh, she's a very one of the things that makes him kind of stand out more than perhaps um, others is he's just a very full on defender he is I think there's elements you've seen you've seen him a couple of times this season that have not great games mm-hmm. uh, especially he seems to be against Aberdeen and I think so there's, there's an element of um, uh, Niall McGinn is in his head uh, no GMS yeah. lives in his head rent free um, which we he probably needs to stop but usually he he is those those games have been when he's been quite wild whereas a lot of time he's not actually it's, it's, it's controlled aggression yeah, yeah. I mean you, you don't um, 
puncture as many footballs as he has in, in footballs attack by tackling. But he, a lot of the time, he is. Uh, as you, there was a point on sports on last night. Uh, sports scene last night was that he, he's always watching the defender and things like that. He, he like he how hard he tackles. He probably should be who he probably should be sent off more. Had he, was if he's not more controlling of yeah. it. But he is. It's, it's going in hard, but in a controlled fashion. If that makes sense. Right. Uh, let's move. Done a link. Let's just move on to Kilmarnock <laughs> three Dundee one. Gary. Cheated again by the Kilmarnock Football Association. <laughs> um, no. uh, the Kilmarnock, um, who should have had a penalty in the first half for, um, I can't remember who pulled down. I think it was a D's pull on. It doesn't matter. It's lost to the analysis of history. So um, I no, suppose I it was uh, there was a conspiracy to to um, stop Kenny Miller with that easy chance in the first half. Oh God, I know. Did still score seven goals in five games. It Not struck me as um, but it's a meaningless goal. In I, the I end watched. Of the I watched the game and it struck me as the Dundee of new in the first half and the Dundee of <laughs> yeah. old in the second half. And the other thing is that um, I think had Dundee. I mean, the conditions were absolutely rotten. And I think that definitely played a part in Killy not really, you know, catching fire until the second mm-hmm. half. But I think if Dundee had scored in the first half, it might have, you know, it's all lived some butts. But yeah, the chances to do so. Have, yeah, uh, there was plenty of chances. There was obviously the Miller one, uh, a brilliant ball in from Kamara from the free kick, and all Millers got to put it on target. Uh, I think there were some questions about whether or not it was offside, but it wasn't. Being, flag, yeah, yeah, it wasn't being flagged, so. Um, that was a big chance. There was also um, from a corner. Um, I think Kasunga flicked the ball on and Boyle volleyed it. But he managed to Boyle it straight at Backman. Yeah. Um, and then in the second half, it was three stupid individual errors. And as you say, it was like the Dundee of old. Jack Hamilton drops the ball basically on the goal line, and Kelly gets it over the line. Kasunga, I, I always love a, a tackle goal. Uh, and, that, yeah. and, and thank God for you can see a few players half-heartedly put their hands up yeah, and the it's, it's the like I'm having that yeah. <laughs> uh, I, 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 I was amused by Hamilton appealing seeming to appeal to the referee uh, but I'm not sure what he'd be appealing for I get me out of this Please. I'm shite <laughs> sorry <laughs> Please don't let Jim McIntyre drop me my confidence <laughs> is so fragile um, second goal was a very similar own goal from Kasunga to the one he committed against. Yes, I thought I'd seen it um, before. I can, I can sort not... of. I, I've got a bit of sympathy with him. I think a lot of fans, when they see Kasunga on goal, understandably go, "Oh, for God's sake, not him again!" But the ball was coming in, and he had to deal with it. He Otherwise, had to do, Greg he had to do something. I yeah. mean, um, maybe argue that that's you should be doing training on that that you clear that with your left. But, you know, I mean, but there was one hundred percent of the ones that came in similar crosses from Rangers. He dealt with them. Yeah, and, it, and if he left that, it's so, cool anyway. Yeah, like, you know what I mean. Like it's Porch just did it against Celtic, where there was a cracking ball in, and he was going to go for it. Yeah, and I think he was just the awareness that he realised, right, there's no one right behind me. He let it go because that could easily, if he went for yeah. that, could easily just did exactly what Kasunga yeah. did. But Kasunga had to go for that because the way the ball, the trajectory of the ball, that was yeah. Stuart tapping in. Uh, and then Boyle, I don't know what Boyle was thinking, but by that point, Gundy's heads. Hamilton had not um, given him a good ball. Well, that was the, the other thing. Is yeah, that it was Hamilton, an awful ball, but. but when Hamilton gives him that ball, Boyle. I mean, it's not what you would now expect is for him to just bleach it. However, this um, is where this is this one thing I want to know. The McCann conditioning still hasn't quite left some of the players. Almost the the fact that Boyle was playing left back and he looked uncomfortable yeah. the whole way through. I'm pretty sure he's right footed. Yeah, yes, he was yeah. definitely. Yeah, watch um, him in the first should half. Played, he should have played him right back instead of Cammy Kerr, then, eh? Yeah. Oh, d- d- we'll come on to Cammy yeah, Kerr. We will. Um, I mean, I mean, why least... why did he play Miller? 
Uh, left back. Calvin Miller. Calvin, not Kenny. Yeah, Calvin Miller is a terrible left back. I mean, one of the good things about McIntyre is he's realised Miller and Curran are not full backs. Mm. Um, Neil McCann was convinced they could be, um, but they um, they don't have the requisite. You don't need to be tall to be a good full back, but they don't have any sense of height. Um, neither of them are particularly good in the air. Um, they've not got a great defensive positional awareness, and their solution to things is to just dive in and chop a guy down or totally miss the tackle. And you saw Greg Stewart making a fool of Calvin Miller uh, at one point in the second half, I think. Um, Cammy Kerr against Jordan Jones. I mean, you spoke about uh, GMS. GMS living in Porches as head rent free. I don't know I don't know why Cammy Kerr said that to the Sun after the last game. Um, that was incredible view. Yep. I mean, the thing is that Jordan Jones, what he does, Cammy Kerr is fine. If a player is trying to just run down the wing, he can, he can keep pace with them and then block it. But if a player runs at him and is running in that sort of slightly curved way towards goal, Cammy Kerr doesn't know what he's doing. He just sort of backs. He's, he's, he does seem he, to get himself yes. in, like he does seem to twist himself in knots. Himself, uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, one of the problems is that there's not anybody at right back that can challenge Cammy Kerr for a spot. That doesn't mean that Cammy Kerr is phoning it in at all. But there's no challenge to his spot, um, which is a bit of an issue. Um, at left back, if Nathan Ralph is suspended or injured, as he has been for most of the season, um, then we don't really have a natural left back. We've tried Kasunga out there. I think we'll D played there at one point earlier this season. Jeez, too. Huh? Uh, no, at least he's left footed. But yeah. um, no. So the problem is that Dundee, like I said about Hearts at the start of uh, the show, Dundee are just trying to get to the January transfer window without being marooned at the bottom. Yeah. We've got Aberdeen away, but that's our game in hand uh, tomorrow. So it's a bit of a free punt. Hopefully GMS isn't back for that because he will score if he is. Um, then we've got Celtic away, so scratch that. Um, and then we've got Olivia on Boxing Day and St Johnson, and they're both at home. Um, so I think the hope is basically stay off the bottom um, and keep relatively in touch with Hamilton. Hamilton will sign some guy from the Greek third division in the Bosnian top tier. Um, and it looks as if the American owners are going to get out the checkbook. There's going to be a big clear out at Dens. Um, we had our reserve game today, and Inguatala and Madianga both played the full ma- 90 minutes, as did Musa. So they're probably not playing against Aberdeen tomorrow, and I doubt they're ever going to put on the shirt again. Um, McIntyre, you can pretty clearly see the half a dozen or so players that he wants to get rid of, um, and you imagine that it's going to be um, hopefully a new left back challenge. New right back, maybe, but certainly midfield and attack. There needs to be something that comes in. Kelly, yeah, Kelly. Well, um, that was superlative, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah the, the first half, uh, Clark was right. He came out and said that it was a bit. They didn't have control the, the way they usually do in games like this. That was a bit too open. It was. It was end to end. It was enjoyable to watch. However, uh, Kelly were just there. There was too much space in midfield, even though Dicker and Power were were decent. Second half, the they fixed that problem I think they just they, they brought the lines closer together uh, defensive and midfield line they had a lot more a lot more contr- uh, a lot more control they had a lot more kind of discipline organisation what, what you expect from Kamarik and they had they started to exploit uh, on the counter attack they, they do quite well mm-hmm. with uh, Stuart dropping in uh, Brophy running running behind and Jones just uh, tearing uh, Jones just tearing care to power, power to pass for Jones at one point was oh, one of it was, was just like, like yeah, yeah for, uh, especially he tries you, that kind of pass especially in those conditions as yeah. well like, and there was a comparison there between Kamara uh, slipped through Curran in the first half and his pass was 
wildly yes, over the head. Yeah. If he timed it perfectly, then Curran just had to chip the ball in. No, I mean we've we've talked about Kelly a lot, but I think they, they they've got that staying power. As yeah. I can't see them losing anyone. Uh, Jones is possibly the only one because they've got Greg Short on a season long loan. Jones is possibly the only one they lose in in January. But if you'd think that they get good money for they get good money or Clark saying just let me Clark can have the uh, power persuasion to let them get, keep them till the end, I end of the season. I wouldn't fancy being a footballer trying to say to Steve Clark that he won't away. No, but. Um, under Clark with that team they've got a bit of depth to them I do think that they've got that staying power and uh, I think there could be a, a big a big team or two um, dropping out of that top four mm. talking of um, the top four and possibly challenge for a second Aberdeen they're going to finish second aren't they uh, no I don't I'm still not convinced I mean the fact not that a team with that front line but. Ah yeah, Cosgrove scored five goals in fifty-six games, May four and forty-four. Yeah, if they play St Mirren every week, then Cosgrove and, <laughs> yeah. and May look all right. Is there ever a clearer sign St Mirren are going to be relegated than letting Stevie May and Sam Cosgrove score against them in the same game? I don't care if one was a penalty. I, yeah, well, you do care one of them. <laughs> apparently, <laughs> when Alfie Jones is that much of an idiot, like you just yeah, it's just. Why? It, was, it wasn't even subtle or no, I mean, no it wasn't even dark arts no. it was yeah it was um, just bad arts I I think Aberdeen are um, slightly they're going, going under, they're coming up slightly under the radar the uh, in October when Hearts when they got beat by Hearts they went ten, Hearts went 10 points above uh, ahead of them and then Hearts played Dundee midweek won that mm. it was, so it was 13 points uh, albeit Hearts had a game in hand now Aberdeen are above Hearts I think they've won four of the last six or six of their last eight in the league they've got Dundee at home on tomorrow on, on Tuesday yeah tomorrow and they they're still not exciting they're they don't when they when other teams play well around them for example when Kelly look Kelly look excellent at times Rangers can overrun teams so you know what Celtic did to uh, Celtic did to Kelly Hearts earlier on the season uh, what Hibs did to Celtic Aberdeen don't really have they, that performance in them they're, they're like an anaconda they just yeah, they, they, they just, just suffocate the life out of their, their prey. They're they're never going to, this season, especially unless they do uh, transfer uh, the transfer business in January. They're never going to be an exciting team, but mm. they are just by God damn are they effective? They're just really yeah. effective. It's, it's hard hard to see. I'm not even effective, just efficient. Like yeah. they, like they don't. Like, yeah, they don't often scud teams. You know, it is, it is like two one wins two one like you know, it's th- beating Levy three two they were sh- yeah. man, what two one it's it's one nil against Hibs they are like be- it's, it, they yeah. are beginning to score a lot because it was yeah. one nil a lot at the start of the season they weren't scoring more than one goal they're starting to do that a bit more may slag him for his goal scoring record no, but so, but I, 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 like, I like his work his attitude like. yeah and if Aberdeen fans really respond to that JMS to come back and Conor McS- so you could have McGinn still not um, he was drifting in at the centre on Saturday but he's still not really uh, found found his feet again since coming back, no. but the potential of McLennan and GMS on the wings uh, mm. that look, that's that's something potentially to get excited about for Aberdeen. Uh, They're sort of the uh, the club version of Scott Brown in that for the last couple of seasons, that people have been looking at them and going, eh, you know, there was obviously yeah, but people people actually quite like Scott Brown sometimes. <laughs> Jokes, and we'll come on to that on the Patreon, yeah. ladies and gentlemen. As for St Mirren you, you know, it's kind of very similar to Dundee in that they just need to get a January 
yeah. get rid of the pap. And there's a lot of pap. There is, there is. There's pap central and Paisley. There was one point in the second half, I think it was, when uh, Ryan Edwards um, half-heartedly went in. I mean, I'm not, I don't think they're a big fan of Ryan Edwards. Half-heartedly went in for a challenge. And uh, you could just hear the, the St Mirren fans under the camera. The weird thing is that that's how bad Hibs have been recently because he made Ryan Edwards look like not a bad player at Easter Road a couple of weeks ago. They're just not very good. No, I mean, I say that as a a Dundee fan. I like, I like, I like Kearney. Like, I think he's got the right idea, but um, I think they could still be automatically relegated despite him doing a good job. If that makes sense, I think the damn, like the just the rot. I has, think has been set yeah, Alan subs went in and left the shower on for a very long time. Yeah. The wet rot is I, just I think, everywhere. <laughs> I think Simeon Jackson and Adam Hamill. I think that's a good. Um, Alec Hamill. I think he's a. He didn't play well against Aberdeen. No, but, but he's, 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 he's that kind of match uh, match winning player that's kind of key down there when it'll get tight. And uh, he's got get, an attitude as well, which I like. Yeah, like it just uh, annoying. <laughs> like quite like getting it up people. But they do. I think they need to look at their full back positions and sort their midfield out. Midfield is um, midfield is not good. Sorry, the fullbacks. Look at their midfield. Maybe getting a good striker, and if there's a goalie on the goal, then all the better. Is that, but other than is that, that yeah. solid. Yeah. <laughs> you talking about um, St. Bernard or Dundee? <laughs> so moving on to another team down in the bottom, Hamilton. They lost one 0 at Rangers. However, um, how was this only one? It could have been. It could have been well. It this this been. is your great chance to you know rise again like Lazarus by going. Yeah, Gary Woods. Yeah, I know you. Yeah. I know you're about to ask me. Where like thirty seconds at the highlights, thinking, "Oh, Gary, this is it. We've not conceded from this, have we? Have we not conceded from this?" Thankfully, they didn't, and he redeemed himself with an absolute storming save in the second half. Yeah, he was. He was. It was really... Joel Skid esque. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, I couldn't believe when the, when the goal went because I, I did it was that sort of cognitive distance thing. You'd been like you're watching the highlights, but you know the goal was scored after three minutes, and yet I was like, oh, why is what's, Jesus, these highlights have been, seemed to be going on for quite a long time? Rangers haven't scored yet. You're like, oh, that was just the scale of just how much they blew Hamilton out the door, out the out the trap. The thing is, so they the Rangers have done this this season, especially at Ibrox, where they've. Um, They've started really strongly. I think they did it to Dundee, and but they uh, actually beat us. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. But they, they, they didn't really make the step from that domination into yeah. Uh, into Hibs under subs, and even in Lennon's first season of the championship, that was something that was quite regular. You know, in terms of that expectation that you would be that you, you're going to flatten teams and you start off like an absolute train, and then things normal like in normal shot normal shots don't go in. And there's a sense of a bit of frustration. I mean, all credit to Rangers didn't seem like they got too frustrated by the fact. But you, know, I if, don't know. If, the, if Hamilton had any ambition, got an equaliser, then I think that would have been a furious place yesterday. Yeah, it, well, it, more furious it's, than it's, normal. It was a similar story in terms of Rangers' performance of of late. They, Gerard came out afterwards and said, "I'm happy with the win and the clean sheet, but we've got a lot to learn in terms of the performance. We put 22 corners in today and over 30 crosses. We created enough opportunities, but we had zero killer instinct today. That's a concern." That it, it's that's, over, that's over 50 crosses in the last two games 
about yeah. the last two, last two league I mean, games and you've done not I mean, not, I mean, I mean I'd maybe be looking at it and thinking maybe just get the ball wide and punt it into the I mean but you saw you saw one of the misses with Lafferty's early on I mean that Lafferty's always missed those sorts of chances you know I mean he's not the, he's the instinctive striker not the reactive striker the, the, the issue that Rangers can have at the moment is that on both sides they've got a wing back and full back uh, sorry, a winger and fullback combination who do the exact same thing. So you got Tavernier and Candias who um, can hang out and and put crosses and they're good crosses of the ball. Barisic and I think uh, Gresdor Middleton and they were rather than drifting in, they miss they miss Kent, they miss Murphy a lot because uh, mm. Jamie Murphy was fantastic at that, getting, getting the ball wide. But he would come in, we would dribble in with it, he would combine with players. The they're, they're our team that need to get to January and, and sort that issue out Arfield coming back in today in, on Sunday was, was, was a big bonus uh, just in terms of that kind of penetration uh, penetration centrally mm-hmm. the thing with Lafferty as well is he looks a wee bit like someone's left too many magnets near him and has just totally pulled his field all over the joint because <laughs> he is I'm, incredibly wayward and I know that he's always had that in his game but He's been against Hamilton. Everything just seemed to be going just to the wrong place. Yeah, he didn't. He didn't play well on on Sunday. I don't think he's played well um, since he's joined. Since really. he's joined, really, uh, Grezd as well. He's another one that I look at and think, mm, I'm not Grezd. sure. He was terrible against Dundee. And I mentioned this in the group chat, but I remember when I left Ibrox after getting pumped five 0 there was a Rangers fan who insisted on talking to me, which I wasn't happy about. Who told me that Grezd was the Albanian version of Cristiano Ronaldo, and that they would sell him for thirty million. And he, I don't think he was on anything, and he was saying it in all seriousness. So, you know, he's got high expectations, and he's not meeting even one percent of them. Yeah, I was going to say high expectations, or was the comparison to do with some sort of uh, NDA that he'd been forced to sign? I don't know. Maybe not. Um, can we just talk about Diane McKinnon receiving the most Diane McKinnon yellow card oh, in the history of Diane McKinnon? Did you see his, re- his reaction to yeah, that it one? Was, it, was, it was the sort of the nod of appreciation, the thumbs up, like, yeah, I know. No, it's like, why, why, why are they fucking explaining to me? I just yanked them down by their throat. Of course it's a yellow card. Fuck Sound. No worries. Cheers, Ben. <laughs> no, in terms of Hamilton, they, they, they seem to always be a bit more defensive than other teams when they go to uh, old, um, Ibrox or Celtic Park. They know what they are. They, yeah, look, they looked as, as damage limitation, but they've picked up points recently. At, um, I think they've had a draw at Celtic Park in the last couple of seasons, possibly, but they certainly won at Ibrox. Um, mm. I think it was last season, but they just didn't have seem to have any ambition at all about them. I mean, they're they're very lucky in that they've got two teams which are equally gang worthy uh, in the fight with them. But they always seem to have that every season, and Hamilton always seems to just about do enough. They as I mentioned before, they will inevitably make a few weird signings in January, and, and we can't pro- wait. And it'll probably be enough to get them over the line. One of the big winners of the the weekend were Motherwell, who, with their bottom three all losing, beat St Johnston two one, which well, that was a surprised me. That, that was so seamless that it phased me. Thank you. Yeah. Now you've just thrown me off. <laughs> I, I almost knew that St Johnston were going to lose from the minute that their official club account posted that manky cup picture in the morning. It was oh. a St. Johnson fan got in touch and said, "Oh yeah, he's got a St. Johnson mug, and his superstition is that he doesn't wash it when they're unbeaten. So it only gets washed when St. Johnson are beat. That's and rank. That, oh, like, it, it I'm, looked, I'm not a coffee drinker, but I know that to be it, absolutely rank. It looked like the toilet from Trainspot. It was <laughs> absolutely bogging. So uh, how did Motherwell make St. Johnson look like mugs? I like that. Um, well, Turnbull's exquisite assists, which he definitely meant. Yep, um, definitely was one of them. It wasn't just the." 
totally skew the shot. Um, yeah, and the, fir- the first goal, I had a lot. This would be one of the things we'd love to see more cameras at games because I want to see where Aldred started from for that for that corner because um, he comes in because all you see him just sneaking in at the very back and just uh, and slotting it in but. yeah it was the same with the the, the St John's um, Kerr's header as well yeah. wanted to see what he point he kind of he lost done I don't know yeah. if was, there was a blocking or blocking or what or just done had a really shite game no um, <laughs> done actually well, <laughs> the, the highlights made potentially look like he did have a really yeah. bad game in terms of the handball for the penalty uh, loses the, marker and then uh, potentially a penalty at the end but him coming back into the him coming into the team and the Bulu as well has given Mullerwell a much better balance. I mean, these Mullerwells uh, they were two up relatively early on. Yeah, these two goals in quick, quick succession, and um, St Johnson just struggled to get back uh, into. It. I think St Johnson dominated, but Mullerwell were uh, just were just resolute. And but Wright was fair; like it was, it came out and said we would absolutely didn't deserve to win that, but mm-hmm. you know, a draw might have been, and you uh, and he was, uh, and I think. If Kennedy scores that penalty, then yeah, you it probably is a completely different game. But yeah, I mean it, it didn't, and so it wasn't. So that was Gillespie's second penalty save. He saved one against Celtic. He he looks really good. He, there would have yeah. been worries uh, that Trevor Carson out for the rest of the season. Especially the way that Motherwell have been playing this season as well. You think oh, that shit losing losing a yeah. keeper that we is highly rated. You know, has been has become an international as well. So that Motherwell, you know, you'd been a bit worried that. That's the sort of thing that happens to clubs that end up getting relegated. If you know what I mean, because good goalkeepers are quite difficult to replace, and yet somehow, uh, well, not somehow, good smart recruitment from Alan Burrows uh, has uh, has helped with that. Yeah, I mean, I think the um, the strange thing is, I mean, Carson's obviously a really good goalkeeper, but I really should have looked at the Y scout stats for this. But I'm pretty sure that Carson didn't actually have a great start to the season, and he conceded a ridiculous percentage of his. Of the shots, shots that, that you actually face, mm-hmm. um, so in a way it could be a blessing in disguise because the thought of dropping Carson would be anathema to most Motherwell mm-hmm. fans. But obviously, no, yeah, we'd be a massive is, call. Yeah, uh, but this is force the hand, obviously, uh, and it looks as if Gillespie's contributing a wee bit more. Maybe we could be harsh on Carson, but it, I mean, okay. it's it's. Um, to have that solidity back for Motherwell is, is big. So you've got Aldred um, and Dunn. With Dunn and Mabula, they've got great pace. Having and know if they know that they've got a goalkeeper behind them that's mm-hmm. that's um, that's trustworthy, then it's, it's going to give them a good base to go forward. I can't I, with that. I can't see them getting dragged into the the the, the dung. They, 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 will, they will finish ninth. You can already nail they're, that one. They're already five, six points off Hibs in eighth. Yeah, and they're five points ahead of Hamilton, so they're just going to be. There's going to be the top eight, and there'll obviously be sort of a what spectrum. What an exciting within that. season ten um, for Motherwell. And, yeah, and Motherwell. Run, that's all they were like in the cup run. Yeah. In terms of Johnson, we may as well just say we won't, we won't speak about John, St Johnson too much ever again because uh, they've just they, they, cursed they, them. they don't. Also, they don't like it when we give them attention. They don't like it when we don't talk about them. They don't like it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Tanzer, um, I, 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 um, I think Tanzer's a weak link left back and uh, is, is a weak link for St Johnson. A few times this season I've, I've watched him and he's just, he lets in too many crosses. He saw the way Forrest absolutely destroyed him. That's a 6 0 win. He just kept him getting uh, outdone by one. Two. He just, he seems, um, in his head, he just seems. To, uh, like a yard or two off uh, off the pace, Kennedy continues to impress massively. Yeah. He um, he's, he's again he was a player that came through with huge promise at Kelly, 
went down south didn't really work uh, with Everton uh, yeah. and then it was, it was one to, of those where yeah. you, you just if it doesn't if you don't get hit the ground running when you move down to a Premier League club in their academy you get shipped out on loan and loans to I think like um, Hibs a couple others and he joined Portsmouth I wasn't sure on him uh, St John's sign him at all when he's um, in, the, in the summer but he's he's, he's, pretty, he, he's, I was pretty he's, he's, he's bulked up a little and, and now seems he was terrified in the middle of the park when he was at Hibs really like he, he very much like I'm a winger and I stick here out on the wing and I'll put crosses in and that's what I do. He's looked so a lot more confident. Yeah, I think that he was, he was confident with running with the ball, but now he's running with the ball with purpose. A lot of time cutting inside or, or sometimes playing through the middle. So, and I think this was the week that Tommy Wright signed his contract extension as well. Yeah, so, so he's there until twenty twenty two, keeping them finishing either sixth, seventh, or eighth, uh, and doing a lot more with a lot less than other teams. We're talking of doing a lot more, a lot less, or vice versa. That's us finished. We're going to do Patreon now. We're going to rate um, fans. We're go- yes, we are going to take the 12 Premiership teams and rate the fans from best to worst. Should be fun. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> uh, but you can find us uh, on all the usual places. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram's back up and running uh, intermittently. <laughs> Whenever can be bothered. If you want to check out Patreon, it's uh, patreon.com forward slash terrace podcast. I'm impressed that you named it or you pronounced it twice. I'm just. Uh, in in just, one sentence. <laughs> I'm just keeping that going. Say goodbye, Duncan. Goodbye. Gary. See ya. Goodbye. Today's episode of the Terrace Scottish Football Podcast comes in association with Nutmeg, the Scottish Football Periodical. The subscription-only quarterly publication is filled with top-quality writers, great articles and fascinating stories about the beautiful game in Scotland. Get your subscription at www.nutmegmagazine.co.uk Sports Social Podcast Network Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy Judy. The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.